the kick up podcast 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 that was aggressive <laughs> that was the first time it's ever done that yeah i've never seen that before maybe it's like a new security thing anyways guys <laughs> that's weird that was hi welcome back what up squad hello welcome. to everybody except you know i gotta be mad at somebody this one's personal so hello to everybody except the it man at my workplace uh What did he do? I don't know where we get these people from, to be honest with you. But it already started off with a frustrating morning because my entire desktop was gone. All of my things were missing. I don't know where they went. But it was like there was a system restart and everything that I had saved was no longer saved. Mm. So I call IT. I'm like, this is situation, blah, blah, blah. This man going to turn to me and say to me, did you delete the applications? Sir, do I have the authority to delete your applications? Right. Why, why would, why, why, why would I do that? Why would I just delete everything that I get paid to do? Does that, does that make a lot? I would understand if it was like a document or something, Mm. but the entire desktop? No, because I have time to do that. So you know what? So how did he fix? He didn't, he didn't fix it. All now. Oh. All now. So you didn't... I still don't have. No, I have none of my things. So none you of my didn't things. get to work today? I went through a series of asking people for things um, and then just kind of winging it. That's but frustrating. It was annoying because like I couldn't do like I don't work. I couldn't work at the speed that I'm used to working at. Yeah. And I'm now I'm backlogged. And it was just the stupidity of the question that irritated me. Like, what? Why don't you just delete everything? Right. Who does that? Even if I could, well, I'm not an administrator. There's a reason why they block certain things from us making amendments to because stupid right. people do stuff like that. But what logical person would just delete everything? I can barely make a phone call. Did you tell your manager? Yeah, of course. She's the first person I vented to. Well... I wanted I mean, to send him a coaching opportunity for asking me such a dumb question. I would have been like, listen, me, this is affecting my mental health right now. I need to take <laughs> a day. my mental health. <laughs> That's what I would have said. This is affecting my mental health. I need to take the day until they get this resolved. Not even my mental health, my blood pressure. Yeah, mental health, blood pressure, health. health, all of that. But you got to say mental health because you know mental health um, they take that stuff very seriously. So, because the, they don't really take anything else too seriously up that regards to, you know, you have to say mental health. That's like the buzzword, unfortunately. It's the buzzword. Yeah, it's affecting my mental health. I have to take a, I have to take a mental health day, which is good. Like we need those days. We need those days, especially working now in a pandemic when there's hardly anything else that you can run to for like a stress relief you know before pre-pandemic we had events or friends or whatever that we could look forward to or do after work right and that would kind of like help us get through the day if the day was rough but now since we don't really have any of that stuff I feel like mental health is so key now because that balance that social work-life balance is kind of off 
and it feels like a lot of employers they're they're not really tapping into that they're not realizing that like all they're thinking is like yeah like you're working from home now you should be able to get more stuff done da, 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 which is true cool but for a lot of people their life has literally just become work and sleep work and chill work and sleep work and, like there's nothing else absolutely I know for me, just like my patience has worn very thin and it wasn't, wasn't very thick to begin with, but now more than ever, like, I just don't have the tolerance that I used to have for certain things. Like before something like that wouldn't have irked me so much, but like I was raging <laughs> and I know it's not me, but it's just the situation that I'm in just with the lockdown and all that other stuff. And now it's hot. So yeah, mental health is definitely a big thing definitely need to take care of your mental health. Yeah, take care of your mental health, guys. Um, that is key. But I really hope things open up soon because people, I, I can't do it. I need, I need things. I've been like, every day I'm thinking about where I want to go take a trip to. Like, I just want to fly out to the States or somewhere right now because I just need a getaway or fly to like Banff or just somewhere to get away. Yeah. But, I hear you. Me too. Yeah. Anyways, other than that, how was your weekend? My weekend was great. Um, I spent it was time a with long fans. weekend. It was a long weekend, which is why we're doing this a day later. Um, but I spent time with fams. I didn't open up my laptop for work at all, which is huge for me. Um, you normally open up I your laptop nice during walk. the weekends. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I have to. What? Um, yeah, it's pretty normal. My work's crazy because she's very busy all the time. So, my God. Um, but I did not this weekend. So very happy about that. Um, went for a nice walk on was that Lakeshore ish in mm. Burlington. Ooh, that, that was very. Nice. It was so nice. Weather was like perfect. Um, was busy, but not like too busy. Yeah, yeah. People were swimming though, so I didn't know in this the, was the first time. Yeah, so there's there's like a like a kind of a quote unquote beach part of Lake Shore and Burlington. Okay. Which I was unaware of. Um, I know that. But yeah, neither did I. Um, I, I found out because I parked in the wrong spot. So. <laughs> I had to walk and I was like oh bathing suits mm. interesting we're not there yet but okay I get it we've been locked up I understand yeah. do your thing yeah oh so, yeah how was your weekend mine was good um what did I do what did I do yes on Monday was Victoria's Day weekend so I just chilled and then me and my friend um um you know them charnel and andy because they like live across the street from me yeah, yeah. Uh, the mutes um we went to they invited me over for dinner and then we just went to go buy fireworks and then we went to go get find food and then we were just walking around and then we met up with another friend i don't know if you remember Morgan, Auntie Don's son. Copeland? 
Yes. Oh, I probably shouldn't shout out his last name, but yeah. Like, oh God. Okay. Okay. Well, Morgan, he's an amazing soccer player. We saw him yes. randomly um, when we were walking around square one. And then we're just like, oh, okay, let's do fireworks. So we did the fireworks thing. And it was very, that part was really fun. Like I haven't done fireworks in a long time, but we almost died. Oh, is this when the fireworks were chasing you? <laughs> yes, guys. I saw your story. We did, we almost, literally, we almost, like it was, <laughs> it was so bad. The last, we saved the biggest fireworks for last. And of course it's the biggest fireworks that wants to get unruly. The last fireworks we we shot it up and then I guess I don't know what happened I guess the girl some the girl that was with um some next girl that was there I guess she kind of opened up the pack a little bit and I, I apparently you're not supposed to do that or and so when the thing was going off the fireworks jumped out of the box and then literally tipped over and started shooting literally like spinning around and shooting at every direction that sounds treacherous it was bad we were running for our lives uh, because the fireworks were literally shooting at our backs it was like a war scene it was a legit war scene but it was so funny at the same time but it was bad the girl almost got hit with the fireworks because i'm running and like everything's in slow motion at this point because i all you hear is like popping going off beside you and so like everything's in slow motion i'm running i look to my left and the other girl that's running away all you see is like purple sparks blast off behind her so i thought she, so she they were popping hit. from the ground because it fell so instead of it shooting up oh. it's shooting it's shooting Everywhere. diagonal, like at people. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was really funny, but bad at the same time. Like, well, at least no one got burned. Thank God, because it really could have been bad. And there were kids there. The kids were laughing though. They thought it was funny until one of the fireworks probably. It, it could have been bad. Like it actually right. could have been bad. But other than that, that Happy was Victoria Day. Right. Happy <laughs> Victoria Day. Happy Victoria Day. Almost died, but it was it was fun. It was fun. Oh, that was my well weekend. worth it. Well worth it. And then yesterday I was supposed to take out my wisdom teeth. That didn't go through. Had to Ooh. get postponed again. Why are you taking them out? Because the bottom two are kind of bothering me, or they bother me here and there, on and off. And the way that it's growing, I guess mm -hmm. they just want to take it out. So I just want to get it over with. But yeah. Other than that, that was my weekend. That was my weekend. But I saw some interesting news that I thought was really mm -hmm. disturbing, actually, and just shows how backwards um, some places in the States really are. Um, in South Carolina, they introduced, I don't know if it's a bill or what they introduced, but death row inmates can now choose between getting the electric chair or a firing squad. How did, did you hear about that? No, but that's rather morbid. Right? Kind of weird. But like, why would you allow them to 
But like, why would one anyone want to choose a? I don't know, a firing squad. Like that's just so weird. Like choose your, choose your death. It's like when you were little and your mom used to tell you to choose your belt. <laughs> right. That's um, so weird. What would you choose? Oh God, why are we really? I mean, it's on the table. Why I not? feel like the reason they probably introduced the firing squad thing is maybe because the electric chair is too, like, inhumane. So why aren't they using the lethal injection? I don't know. I personally, if I had to choose, would choose the firing squad. That's what I'm thinking. I think that's probably the reason why it's just, like, quick quick death I after guess. seeing was is it the green mile i'm not sure i think it's the green mile where they fry that man and didn't put like the damp cloth on his head and they just like fried his head and after that i was like mm, no i've known since then <laughs> I, I but yeah. first of all i don't even know why the death penalty is still a thing in the states that's very barbaric if you ask me you don't know why why is it still a thing? Why is it abol- not abolished? I don't why agree with it, but it doesn't surprise me. I don't understand why there hasn't been a national push to just abolish the death penalty everywhere in the state. <laughs> okay, so... If you had to choose between life without parole or the death penalty... Which would you prefer? Because a lot of inmates would argue that they would much prefer to just die. I guess, but then maybe they should give give them the choice between that then maybe. Between versus, life without parole or death? Yes. Versus just like if versus just being like you have to be sentenced to the death penalty. If if you're I guess because some crimes are state. so heinous though that because some people have done some real messed up stuff and again I don't really I don't agree with the death penalty I'm not for it but I can see why sometimes they feel like certain crimes should be punishable by death I can't see it if they're saying that the death penalty if if some people would rather choose death or whatever then some for I guess for some people the death penalty is more of an easier way out than versus living behind bars and inmates are expensive to to upkeep so if that's the case then wouldn't living behind bars for the rest of your life be more of a punishment for those heinous crimes i guess if you're afraid to die no um it must be an interesting experience to know exactly like the time and date that you're going to meet your maker but from a financial standpoint, I think it is cheaper to just off them. I don't know. I, I don't know. But it wouldn't be the electric chair for me. I don't I don't know if I agree with the death penalty. I don't know enough about that whole topic and to really give a more educated opinion on it or a more educated stance on it because we don't have that here in Canada. Um, we don't even really, we don't have, do we even have life without parole? I don't think we even have that. Isn't that the maximum 25 years? I think the max is 25 years, yeah. 
unless you get like back to back sentences, but even that's rare. Yeah, because there's been some really heinous people that have done their time and I've are out in Canada. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just thought it was very weird that they gave them the choice between. Yeah, like I can't imagine how that conversation would go. Hey, how would you like to die? Essentially. And so is, I'm not clear on how the firing squad works. So is it that there's just like a squad of officers and all of them shoot? Like with active bullets or is it just one active bullet and nobody knows who has it? Because like, what if they miss? But the thing is like, why would it, why would it be a squad of people and just one person has an active bullet like russian roulette is that what you're saying i think it's so that the officer themselves don't know who actually killed him or her so none of them technically have blood on their hands but all of them have blood on their hands but they don't actually know well i suppose now they could check with like serial numbers and whatever but they're they're not going to do it but i think that was the premise behind it then what's the point of that so if i'm like, thinking the right. officers can feel less guilty i guess hold on let me consult google while you that's so that's very strange i would think that but then again all of them having bullets would also be doesn't really make much sense either because you only need one bullet i guess to do the job sorry guys this is a very morbid topic <laughs> hold on so execution by firing squad in the past <laughs> sometimes called someone i can't pronounce is a method of capital punishment blah 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 is firing squad is normally composed of several military personnel all of whom are usually instructed to fire simultaneously thus preventing both disruption of the process by one member and identification of the member who fired the lethal shot so yeah so one person has the bullet one person has a bullet. Well, I guess the logic, like you said, behind that is so to take the guilt off the officers. So I don't, they don't know if it was them. But the fact that you're there and you're seeing it anyways, I and feel shots like it's, are fired. Still, it's still, it's still a very um, traumatic thing to go through, I would think, but... I'm curious to know why they even bothered to give the, what do you even call the person who's going to get murdered? The, the, the prisoner, the I guess. The yeah, the inmate. Why they would even give them the option? I guess because like we said earlier, maybe the electric chair is a bit too heinous. It's not, or a bit too inhumane, because I don't think it's an instant death versus the firing squad it'd be instant if they sh shoot them in the right place it'd be instant death probably there's no pain right whereas the electric chair i don't know how that electric chair works but i don't think it's instant i think you're literally like frying from the inside okay so i think it's a bit i think they did that as an option a more humane option that's what uh, I think. Okay. Either way, I just saw I'm glad that. I'm Canadian. 
I saw that and I was like, wow, America is a very interesting, <laughs> very, very, very interesting, interesting place. place. Yeah. Um, yes, I'm glad I'm Canadian. But on to some more lighter news. Um, mm-hmm. ASAP, Rocky, and Rihanna are dating. They and are. I am so here for it. I love, okay, first of all, I love Rihanna. She is, to me, she can't do no wrong. She can't do no wrong. The island babe can do no wrong. Like and zero. I, zero. Zero. And ASAP Rocky, I, I like him too. Like he's, he's a cool, he's a cool guy. So they're dating. I don't know how long they've been dating for, but they're dating. And in GQ magazine, he basically told them that she is the love of his life. Mm-hmm. I was like, Lord, I see what you're doing for others. Come on, Fenty Skin Love. Right? <laughs> Fenty Beauty Love. Come on. He said he's the love, that she is the love of his life and that he knew or he says that she's the one. When you saw that, how did, like, do you care? Or do you, like, how do you? I got feel? all of the warm and fuzzies. Um, I don't know. If care is a strong word, but I do enjoy them together. Um, I've I thought they were cute since they did that um, that interview together. Right. You can see it on YouTube. They do that, yeah. and it was a little back and forth. And I thought they were just adorbs. So that's when the speculation started, and I've been for yes. it since. They're adorable together. They're so. adorable together. Are you here for um, Lori Harvey and what's his name, Michael B. Jordan? I don't dislike them. They just seem very, um, they just always look like they're on a magazine cover. Like, I just want to see them look like two real people. Just real people. Yeah, like, they just always, and I mean, I guess so do Rihanna and ASAP, but in a lot more of a real and down-to-earth kind of way. Laurie Harvey and, and Michael B. Jordan to me just seem like they they just walk around with their photographers even when they're having breakfast. I just want to see y'all look kind of real, but I don't dislike them and everything against them. Right. Do you think they're going to last? No. (laughs) (laughs) You don't think they're going to last, eh? No. No. I I hope that they do, but I don't have high hopes for either of them. I don't either. I kind of hope they have a child, though, because that child will be beautiful. You do? Yeah, I do. And if they do have a child, then I want them to stay together. But I don't think Lori's going to carry anyone's baby anytime soon. I feel like Michael B. might be more in it than she is. There's something about Lori Harvey. She just has a kryptonite. Like, she just seems to Not be kryptonite. these men's kryptonite. Well, they just seem to just really fall head over heels for her and then a couple months later or a year later she's moved on to the next Lori Harvey's a baby so yeah. what is she 20 20 but she's 20 been early with, been with people well yes yes she has you know um, she's been with people I think she's just not ready to settle down and I don't think she should have to I mean, if most of us look like Lori, we'd probably be doing the same thing. Right? And had the money like Lori? The influence. 
and be dating these high rollers too i don't blame so. her i don't blame her i just um i mean i, I look at she's dated i don't even think that michael b jordan is one of the richest probably one of the best looking but i would say the probably the best looking yeah but i mean i think future has more money diddy definitely yeah. has more money diddy's son might have more money how do you go from the son to the father like that's crazy that must have been an awkward dinner table conversation no from the son to the father though i don't know celebrities are weird what does steve harvey think i don't know steve harvey has no control over that woman She's and doing just, what she wants, when she wants, and how she wants, with whom she wants. With whom so. she wants, however she wants, and that's that. That's that. Well, good on you. Um, but back to the the real stars, Rihanna and ASAP right. Rocky, the couple we genuinely love, that we really love. He says that he, Rihanna is the one. How do you know when you found the one? I don't know. I haven't found him yet. When I know, I'll let you know. So do you think there'll be a, some kind of indication? That I think will that go off? as you mature, you know what you're looking for. Then you can narrow down um, the people who have the traits that you want and need. Um, and then I think there's a chemistry part of it. There's a lot of factors that go into it for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like the checkbox stuff, then there's the chemistry stuff, and then there's like the family stuff. Because right. you've got to mesh well on both sides. And I think when all those things kind of align, you figured it out. Right. Some people say it's like, a, I think it depends on who you are as a person too. I'm not the kind of person that's head over heels, nose wide open, you know, within one day. And some people are like that and they know. Uh-huh. But I'm a little bit more pragmatic. So, yeah. Do you think, think there is the one or can you work with somebody and they can become I think there's a type of one because I think there's a type of one I don't think that God was like in the Lamb's book of life Mm. (laughs) this specific person is for you because humans have free will so my husband could have been you know in Houston and then I decided never to go to Houston I don't think that means I'm never going to get married it just means that could have been the person or somebody with these traits Mm -hmm. um, and these behaviors that I need in a person is the kind of person that I would end up with and I think like when somebody has a type that's kind of what it is right I agree I don't think there is like the one person although a lot of people say mainly like in our parents generation I don't know if it's because they just had less options or, or less you know, ways or modes of meeting people, but more so in our parents' generation, they would say, yeah, I knew this person was the one, the one, the one, the one. And so to hear ASAP Rocky say he knows she is the one, when I'm sure he has access to a plethora of women, great, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of great women that he's encountered in his circle that are all doing amazing things so for him to say like they're not rihanna though they're not rihanna they're not rihanna there aren't but there are still a lot of amazing women 
And that's nothing against them. But if if he had to choose between me and Rihanna, I think I'm an exceptional person. I would tell him, hey, she's the one. <laughs> Opportunities like that don't always come by, star. So. But right. But like, how did, like, that's what I want to know. Like, how, for him, I wish I could have just asked him, or I don't know if they even said in the interview. I didn't read the full article. For article, but was it a feeling? Was it like something that clicked in his head, or was it just something that he observed over years and like was just like, yeah, she's the one? Well, they've been talking for a while too, right? It's not like they've been together. I'm sure they they longer than we know. Yeah, so I'm they, sure they, they speculated that they probably their relationship could have probably started budding since 2013. Okay, he's had time to figure out she's the one then. That's lengthy. Put a that ring on it, lengthy. sir. Go back he to Barbados to with her. Put a <laughs> if ring on it. she wants one. You know, Rihanna's a different being. She does what she wants. Right? So um, it definitely takes time to, I guess, figure out if somebody's the one. But I guess it's depending on your experience, where you are in life. Some people might just take longer than others some people they can figure it out in a week some people they can figure out in a day mm-hmm. some people say they can figure out as soon as they lay eye on that person which i i don't believe in love at first sight i think that's nonsense that's interesting yeah i don't believe in love at first sight either lust at first sight like they used to always say that at church lust at first sight but love that's at what first starts sight. there has to be some kind of attraction to a person for sure but you could be tracked to multiple people right so i mean but i honestly wish all the best for them i think they're such a cute yes. couple. i think they're a power couple i think they can definitely be a power couple they and are they, a power couple for they, sure they fit each other's edginess yes like they're both edgy and like raw i love it okay. i love it stick together guys Stick together. Hashtag please. black love. Hashtag black love. Unlike. Oh, God. Unlike Mr. Nick Cannon. That is. In his big age. Like, why now? Like I said, Nick Cannon is moving like he's Oprah Winfrey, okay? <laughs> I read that caption. I cackled. <laughs> He's coming like Oprah Winfrey for real. Just handing out babies left, right, and center. I just want to know, like, how, how does one feel when you receive the application to be part of Nick Cannon's harem? Like, are you not aware that you're not, like, you're part of a selected cast, group of cast members? Like, you're, like, not, you're not his girl. He has, he's going on his seventh kid, Apparently, this is his fourth, four kids that he had within a year. So you have four. Are kids these in all a pandemic year. babies? I, I guess so. Oh my, he was bored. So apparently, he had the twins with Mariah. That was a long time ago. Them kids are they're big. He has another two with another woman. Apparently, another one with another woman. No, another twins with another woman. And then this next woman that he's having one right now. That's about due soon. One is from Wild and Out. Yeah, the last one. The most recent one. 
from Wilding Out. His so it's essentially his employee. Ew. <laughs> essentially his employee. Nicholas, why? He's just spreading his seed to and fro. Okay, but like just it's just weird that it's happening just all of a sudden now. Like is he trying to like does he feel like he's gonna die soon or something? Is he trying to leave a legacy or maybe it has something to do with Dr. CB's book? What does Dr. CB do say? I don't know. Spread he talks your about health. Probably. With multiple women? Maybe. Or maybe he thinks it's his birthright. I don't think Dr. Sebi talks about that. You never know what health concerns or legacies or we haven't read all of the doctrine. Nick Cannon, Nick Cannon, you're a great guy. You really are. But it's kind of, you're entering into the uh, weird, creepy, weird, creepy, kind of gross territory. Maybe because Viacom took his contract track from while now he had nothing better to do so he thought let me but he's um, back on it a legacy he's back on while and he wasn't on it when he was baby making that just started that just happened maybe maybe he was depressed and so he was just like making one way to cure depression making you know just you know depression sex irresponsibly irresponsibly sowing his oats yeah (sighs) It's well, just I mean, interesting that he has two sets of twins. Yeah, that's some great genetics, though, if you think about it. It's very really? rare. Very yeah. rare. I wonder if the other ones are like a boy-girl twin, too. I can't. I don't know. I was reading mm-hmm. up on the article. I, I don't remember. But I think that's really cool. I mean, that's very cool. cool. That's, you know, it's a plus. Congrats. But it's right. It's a, it's a <laughs> genetic anomaly. You know? So, kudos? Kudos? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Congrats. hey, if if all of all of the females are into polygamy or whatever Willow and them call it, then to each their own. Everybody's happy. He's he's rich enough to pay for all of those Pekingese. Right. Mariah's rich enough to take care of the two they have together. So, hey. All power to them in their caravan. <laughs> I wonder if they're all gonna like mother all the children together or if they're gonna be uh, separate. Sister wives? Ugh. It's a lot. It's a lot. If you want me to be part of that harm, you're gonna need to take that turban off. Turban. I is. wonder if the, what is is he Jewish, right? Is that why he wears that turban? Oh, I thought it was just a hair thing. I don't know. Oh. I don't think it's a religious thing, is it? How is it I Jewish? Know. I thought he was anti-Semitic. Well, no, they were... I don't like know. a black Jew? Like a black Jew, yeah. Like the, the black, the Israelites. The black Israelites. Oh, the Hebrew Israelites. Yeah, the Hebrew Israelites. I don't think they wear head coverings. Well... And they're also a lot more strict. Very, very strict and traditional. Have so you got the have you ever girls. gotten approached by a, a black a Hebrew Israelite? I have. They're very aggressive. Extremely. Intimidating. Mm, not really. Well, not really intimidating, but like they they're try fun, to intimidate. They're fun to talk. They're very, yeah. They try to. They try to. They're very aggressive. And I remember the conversation that I had with one, and that was just like they were basically talking about women, like because they love to attack black women. Why? 
So it's like, on the one hand, you're trying to get me to convert, but on the other hand, you're telling me how wellness we are. And I was like, do you see how these two don't, they don't mesh? Right. Like I do at the end of the day, you, you can tell me that I'm going to burn in hell, but I have that choice to make. And if you're supposed to be converting me by telling me all this stuff, I'm not sure why you think it would work. And right. then you just kind of sat there. And I'm like, if you were a woman and a man was telling you this, would you automatically just jump and follow him? He was like, no, I guess not. I'm like, no, because you're a jerk. So... Fix, I, fix your delivery. Their delivery working. is awful. The last time I remember encountering them, as I think it was Afrofest. Yeah, they love to come out when we're having fun. Always <laughs> at those at those events. And I think I was wearing a dress or something. And of course they went off. Oh, why are you showing your legs? And, you know, trying to pull up these, you know. They're nice. Weird verses nice or whatever. Oh, you shouldn't be wearing stuff like that. You're you should be moving like a queen. You're not dressing like a all these different things, and they just kept mm-hmm. following us for like a good two blocks, trying to tell us that we're not dressed like queens just because we're wearing a dress. Like we have to be wearing. I don't know what they want us to wear. Like burkas, essentially. Mm-hmm. Listen, I'm not Muslim. I'm not Muslim. God gave me legs, beautiful legs, but and it's hot. Um, it's just it just seems kind of contradictory some of the stuff they 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 want or they ex- well I don't really know what their expectations are to be honest. Um, but they to me they're very archaic. They want women to, you know, be in the house, be covered up twenty four seven. And I mean, if you are a woman and you choose to be a Hebrew Israelite, sis, power to you. That's that's your choice. But for me in my house, right? Um, I have you got to do things that make sense to you, and I'm not going to be bullied into covering up. First of all, I don't dress scandalous, anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be made to feel like the way that I dress is inappropriate to who? Right. No. Um, and they don't believe in makeup. This face gonna be beat. <laughs> Thank These you. eyebrows are going to be carved. So, Thank you. Um, yeah, I just don't like uh, quote unquote religions that just perpetuate the idea of like oppressing women. It's mm-hmm. not cute. And again, like if you choose, like if you have made the choice that you want to be conservative and you want to cover up and whatnot, I don't have an issue with that. But when you're told you're going to go to hell if you don't do it, I think that that's unfair. Right. To and there's no. Own. There's no sort of, the men have to do this. It's only the women. If both people have to be conservative to a certain point, fine. Right. Mm-hmm. But if it's just women again, which I, I don't, that's all I hear from Hebrew Israelites, mm-hmm. get out of here. Honestly, they, they just need to learn the, to each their own. If you want, if you feel like it's your conviction or you feel like you, I don't know, need to evangelize, okay, you can tell people your beliefs, but just, shoving it down people's throat is not gonna work it's never worked i'm pretty sure it's never worked i don't know when hebrew israelites has ever converted anybody well what's a joke what kills me is um i only ever see men that's i have never seen a hebrew Israelite. maybe they're not allowed to come outside i don't know but i've never seen one like even in their in their teachings like when they promote stuff on on social media or when you see them on a road i have never seen a woman i haven't either so unless they're just maybe they're not allowed maybe they're not allowed to come out and speak because the way that they're going the way that they go on is that seems like it could be a very real possibility that the women are not allowed to come out and speak 
Like I said, this face will be beat. The Fenty will be purchased. Right? And if I'm wearing shorts, I'm wearing them. So The shea butter can't go to waste, darling. <laughs> it was mixed in Ghana. Are you kidding me? Right? <laughs> it will be smoothed. <laughs> My legs will be glistening today. <laughs> the so. glow? The glow huh. is real. Yeah. So. But all power to Nick Cannon. I, I mean, I hope he has the... Um, I'm sure he has all the money to take care of these kids. Yeah, I'm not worried about that. Um, and yeah, if that's what he wants, that's what he wants. He's building his army. His army <laughs> of the Lord. <laughs> that's exactly what he's doing. But I was watching, um, I was watching, you know, Six Buzz. They have their little website now. And they have videos up on there, kind of like a um, world star kind of. A little section on mm-hmm. Six Buzz. Um, <laughs> I have a love-hate relationship with Six Buzz. Six Buzz is very interesting. Um, entertaining, let's just say. It's very entertaining. But some of the stuff Indeed. that they post is just whatever. But Yo, Did I was, you see the video where the guy called the man a rodent? No, I didn't. I didn't you have to, so somebody tried to steal this kid's phone and the guy got it back and he was calling the thief a rodent. When I tell you I fell off my chair... <laughs> just the way he said it like in such Toronto speak <laughs> I was squealing but anyways I digress is like, it you on the Instagram page or on the website? yeah it's on the Instagram page I didn't see that one I have to go find it oh, so but I was on their website and I was looking at you. these two videos and one video was of uh, a white man basically berating an Asian man on the bus and like kind of like antagonizing him he was hitting him a couple times and the Asian man was you know at first taking it but then you know he got up to because I guess the white man kind of hit him in the face and then the Asian man got up and was like you know he had enough and of course here comes a black woman to the rescue she steps in the middle tries to calm down the Asian man, telling him, oh, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Da, 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 da. Just don't, just don't, just don't. You know, trying to diffuse the whole situation, putting herself in the middle of these two men about to scrap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I saw another video, essentially, again, these two white men were fighting. I guess one white man was, um, it seemed, the caption said it looks like a man was trying to abduct a man's a daughter from the parking lot and I guess the father saw what was going on and started I guess fighting the guy and they were fighting the two white guys were fighting in the parking lot um and of course here he comes again a black woman putting herself in the middle to try to calm them down diffuse the situation you know she's there trying to keep the child to the, to the side be like it's okay baby don't look don't look everything's gonna be okay everything's gonna be okay all that all that in a bag of chips <laughs> mind you like i i'm a black woman obviously you're a black woman i love us i love black women i love who we are i love our resilience i love um i love everything that we do as black women but i just don't understand why do black women always feel the need to be superhero 
why do the black women feel that they always need to be the superhero or the peacemaker or they just have to solve everyone's problem? So let me preface this by saying that I'm a black woman who minds all of my business. So <laughs> I do not intervene um, unless somebody's going to die. Um, but if I see two people scrapping, may the best man win. Um, but I feel some of it is is conditioning. Like I feel, um, especially in the states, we're almost condition conditioned to take care of everyone. Like we're always like the mothers of the house, um, the housekeepers, the the ones who took care of of the children, um, you know, things like that. Uh, so I feel like we're it's almost it's almost built in us to, to fix things, whether it's our children, whether it's our men, um, you know, fix the household when things are going astray. It's, it's almost a maternal instinct. I feel that a lot of us have, and I don't even think we can control it. Like a lot of times I think we just, people see it as like an angry black woman or whatever, but a lot of times it's just like, we see something wrong and we have that urge to fix it. And we're, we are strong, so we're not afraid a lot of times of opposition. If we see something that's not right, that we have the ability um, to fix. And I love that about Black women, but at the same time, it 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 kind of irks me that Black women are always the ones to run to everyone's rescue. They always feel we always feel like we have to be, like you said, the peacemakers or the ones to fight for justice or fight for what's wrong and, you know, stand up for somebody who feels like they can't stand up for themselves. And, and the reason why I think the reason why it angers me, or I wouldn't say anger, anger is not the right word, but the reason why I feel like Black women Because let's just say because the same energy is not reciprocated back to Black women. Absolutely. And that's why it's very frustrating to see all the time Black women always wanting to be the superheroes or run to solve somebody's, solve somebody's problem when that same energy a lot of times is not reciprocated. And, you know, mm -hmm. we were going to talk about this last week. We talked, um, we touched on the Red Table Talk. They kind of spoke on the invisible Black women and how Black mm -hmm. women oftentimes are just our concerns, our, our needs, our wants, our desires, all this stuff are oftentimes ignored. And mm -hmm. a lot of examples they brought up was like in the the health, the health um, industry, um, healthcare. within healthcare, especially when it comes to childbirth and all that stuff, mm -hmm. um, how Black women are oftentimes just ignored or not, their feelings are not validated or their pain is not validated. And it's, you see it in various different settings, you know, in the corporate world, in healthcare, in relationships, oh my gosh so much times in relationships you see it so I just don't understand I just don't understand and I do understand but I just wish it wasn't always like this why black women always feel like they have to solve everybody's problem because who's solving ours so 
to be honest, it doesn't bother me that we are solving people's problems. I just wish, sorry for the noise, my niece and nephew are here. Um, I just wish that, like you said, we, we were seen. Um, I would love for us to keep that same energy because I think it really does make the world a better place, having us in it and just having a referee or having somebody to, to make things better. I just wish um, that the world would see a lot of us for the gifts that we are. Um, but I, I, I don't want us to change because what would the world be without us? I, I, I get what you're saying and I agree. I'm not saying it's a bad thing about that. I'm not saying that's a negative trait that black women have. But at the same time, I feel it's unequal. It's unequal, and therefore, it it's kind of frustrating to see. Yeah. Because you will go fight somebody's battle, and then you would have your own issues, your mm -hmm. own battle to fight, and then nobody's gonna jump in the ring to fight to be beside you to fight your battle. So it's just like, why am I wasting all my energy to go fight somebody else's battle when I need to save up my energy for my own battle? Because mm -hmm. I know you're not going to come in and help me fight my battle. That's what it feels like sometimes. And well, like, it was like um, the activist on the Red Table Talk. I can't remember her name right now. Um, was saying, but she's like, feels like nobody ever hears us until we turn up the temperature. And it's so true. Um, until you start like kicking and screaming or, or making a scene, people don't see you or hear you or, or even try to acknowledge where you're coming from, which is which is really unfair. Um, but that's why I think a lot of times we have to tap into our own networks, um, even when it comes to healthcare and things like that. Like, did you see the part with the, with the doctor who the, like somebody was dying on the plane and the flight attendant was like, oh, do you have your credentials to prove you're a doctor before she goes to save this person's life? Um, but that's why I think it's so important that we support each other because only we understand like the plight, only another black woman would understand the plight of a black woman, right? And that's not to say that you can't be friends with white people, I have a lot of white friends, um, but to acknowledge that sisterhood in a way. Um, and so, in some ways to to wake up our brothers too, just to, because I don't think they get it all the time, well, a lot of the time. Um, but I think the key or a large part of remedying that is really just supporting one another in a real way, not in a fake, like, oh yeah, I'll support you and then go talk about it behind your back, but like in a real way, um, because nobody at this point, like we've gone this through this many years of people not hearing us, it's not going to change anytime soon. But what do you, I think what some things that might cause change is if black women just put themselves first just prioritize themselves first mm -hmm. um and not always feel like they need to take care of other people because you know sometimes when it, i feel like it's kind of almost like you know a case of distance makes the heart grow fonder you know when someone's away or somebody's not doing what they 
used to do, then all of a sudden you miss their presence or you miss what they used to do for you. I feel like if Black women were just to sometimes just step back and just prioritize themselves, put themselves first and take care of themselves, then maybe, maybe people would wake up and realize because they would realize oh something's missing oh this person used to um stick up for me or this person used to um do this for me or do that for me and i guess this would probably be more in like a relationship or or corporate setting because i know a lot of um i've heard a lot of stories especially from my friends of black women standing up for people in the corporate setting essentially putting their neck on the line for their white or Asian or, or um, Indian counterparts because they were too afraid to say something. They come vent to the black woman about their issues. And then of course the black woman, the, the, the woman, you know, feels burdened because as black women, we oftentimes we feel burdened by other people's, others, people's, Mm -hmm. um, you know, problems. And so she takes it upon herself and goes to try to advocate on the person's behalf. Now you're advocating on the person's behalf. You're speaking up on the person's behalf. And now you look like the angry person and it's not even your problem. And this person gets their issue resolved or whatever. And they flew under the radar and no one even knew it. And Mm -hmm. stuff like that, that I just don't like to see because again, Who's speaking up? It's only who's speaking up for the black woman. Usually, it's only a, another black woman that would speak up for another a black woman. Yeah, it's it's it's. I don't know. I just. I don't know. I look at it on a on a bigger scale, and I think not on a bigger scale because I, I do agree. Um, sometimes we just need to close our mouths and let people fight their own battles, um, because we will cape for people and get them something that they deserve. And when it comes our time, it's like, oh, politics. Um, right. But I think we need to continue to create avenues for ourselves um, that does not include people who don't view us as people or people who don't view us as valued or valuable. For me, like even in just things like the beauty industry, um, like when you think of, of and I think um, Gammy was talking about in the Red Table Talk, when you think of just, uh, or maybe not this episode, maybe it was another episode, but um, when you think of, of hair stores and who they're owned by and the way we're treated when we're giving them our money, mm-hmm. um, these are kind of the spaces where we need to make the space for ourselves because we know how we need to be cared for. When it comes to healthcare, there are tons of female and male Black doctors, but we all work under it, it's very rare that you would see a clinic for black women run by black women or by black people mm-hmm. um but i feel like if we had those those opportunities um and spaces for for us and our children it would go a long way because we can't depend on the world changing if we within our communities don't change right so I think our attitudes, I would agree, definitely needs to change in the workplace and wherever we are, um, where we're constantly protecting um, people who wouldn't protect us mm-hmm. or giving light to situations that have nothing to do with us or a voice to people who um, otherwise wouldn't have one. Um, 
And I, 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 if it makes the office or the workspace better and not toxic for yourself, then I would say still do it. Because again, where would the world be without us? But I'm, I'm really big on um, making, making that space where we can feel comfortable, where we can vent, where we can get, you know, the right health care and things like that. And sometimes it's just a matter of, of networking correctly, because sometimes these things are around and we just don't know. Mm-hmm. Because we're so used to these things being run by other people, you know. Yeah, and again, I'm not saying us being the quote unquote superheroes or the save the day is wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that's a part of the black girl magic. I think that's a part of what Absolutely. makes black women so amazing. But at the same time, it's take a step back and also take care of yourself as well. 100%. If you always, um, you know, defending somebody else uh, caping for somebody else is going to take away from your own mm-hmm. self-care your own um you know progress. mental your own progress your own mental health then don't always feel like you need to be putting somebody else first i think that's uh, i think a lot of black women have a hard time of putting themselves first mm-hmm. because like you said a lot of the times it's been conditioning, conditioning. We've always been conditioned to have to put somebody else first, whether it be a husband or children or put your work first, put your, put, you know, there's always something that you would have to put first as a black woman, put your reputation first. You got to put your education first because you got to get a good job. You got to be 10 times better than, than your white counterpart. You got to, it's always something that you put first before your own self. And so Mm -hmm. I feel black women just need to, you know, realize, and we, you know, realize their worth in a practical way, not just in a theoretical way, not just in a head knowledge way, but in a Mm -hmm. practical, physical way and like show it and like, don't be ashamed to put yourself first. Don't be ashamed. Mental health is, that, that goes for us too. Like we joked about at the beginning, but we too have to deal with mental health and, you know, toxic pasts and, you know, if it means getting a therapist or, you know, working out or whatever the case may be, um, that guilt that I think sometimes we do feel, um, even if it's learning how to, to work through that guilt and not feeling like the onus is on you uh, to do things that you really have no business doing, then maybe that's mm-hmm. something within you that you need to work out because of what you've been taught um, and the way you've been conditioned. So yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, um, for sure. And maybe we can, especially when it comes to healthcare, I definitely um, think healthcare is a big thing um for black women mm-hmm. um and because even even just the other day even just yesterday actually my friend who is a black woman told me of a story uh experience that she just had with a doctor um who is not a black a doctor he's an indian doctor of mm-hmm. uh, her trying to explain to him what her situation was, what the pains and stuff that she had. And the doctor completely walked out the room and told her that he had other patients to deal with and he couldn't deal with her. Stuff like that. Did she not complain? 
of course she she's going through the process right now of trying to file a complaint against him uh, mm-hmm. like a formal complaint against him but like things like that happen all the time where and i just want to i know there's a lot of health black health professionals i would love for us to maybe do an episode where we can maybe bring on um guests maybe a if we can find a black doctor or a black nurse or whatever psychiatrist or whatever someone that can maybe help give us tips and pointers of how black people especially black women can advocate for themselves in the health care sphere and resources and resources i think that would be a, a good episode if we could try to maybe get that worked out i love um, that I think that would be a really good episode and what they can do if they ever encounter something like what my friend had to encounter yesterday, um, Mm -hmm. where a doctor completely disregards or disrespects them or whatever, what their Mm -hmm. next course of action could be. I think that's a great episode we could do. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, if you guys want to watch that Red Table Talk, maybe we'll put the link in the description um so you guys could watch it yourself it was a really good red table talk red table talk um yes that's amazing yes guys um i think that's all we had for today to be honest um yeah that's there all was a proposal one but we can do that next week oh yes see that 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 goes in with black women taking care of themselves, but that that's also another whole school of thought of why black of how black women I think see themselves. Yeah, we need uh, that. We can save that for another day. Yeah, we can go into that maybe next week. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for this episode. Um. <laughs> See you next week. Um, be good, God make your choices, and yes, God willing. And love, peace, yes. and all of the Contour. Some of us won't. Never wanna put us in the media, bro. Wanna fat booty like Kardashians. Wanna fat booty like my auntie got a yo. We like the block, flat, tell her reload it. I've got the camera, my girls are posing. I need some-